since January doing that methodology, I've gained 10,000 followers wow. and $250,000 to the bottom line revenue that we can trash straight back to LinkedIn. You're actually considered a top entrepreneurship voice. You chose LinkedIn because there's less friction for the business conversation at the end of the day, right? For the business to thrive, we have to have business conversations. Like Facebook sucks when it comes to pages and everything. It's so hard to do Facebook that way. What's your phone number so <laughs> I can send you some surprises? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, let me give you my uh, debit card number too while I'm at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> podcasting for me has nothing to do about getting my voice and name and brand and everything out there. For me, it's all about the networking and just the cool people that I've met because of podcasting. How do you manage being distracted from your own tasks, right? Or, or going into a rabbit hole of consumption? So what I do to engage on the platform and this is a fun hack that any of your listeners can use. We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. And I'm Luis. You and you're listening before. to the Content One, is Profit two, podcast. Listen. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Content is Profit. Fonzie uh, here and our guest behind the scenes. You can't see it just yet, but we'll see. Uh, how's it going, Hopefully man? the editor doesn't put them <laughs> side by side while we're doing this part. Mava, this is for you, not Mava's MVP over here. She's awesome. She is amazing. But uh, today we have a guest. It's actually the second time here on the show. I think it's about, like, about 200 episodes ago that he came on. I don't know the number exactly, but we're going to put it right here below, which is insane. I know. It's been a while. And, uh, it's, it's been, been a, a while. while. And we saw... You know, this person is, you know, founder of Success Champions, which focuses on fostering collaboration among like-minded uh, entrepreneurs in various B2B service-based industries. Uh, he's been four years doing an incredible summit, the Badass Business Summit, which, by the way, we saw some of our community members in there and crushing, and uh, we had a really good experience with them the first time that we actually engaged. It's five best-selling books, Fonsi. What's up? What's up with that? Do you have a best-selling book? I do not have a best-selling book yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, you know, he's done over 500 interviews, which is incredible, right? He's the master of LinkedIn. He loves drinking rum. Another thing that we have in common. It's not Venezuelan. Uh, you know, he should be. But just saying, uh, he's definitely the social god on LinkedIn and a fellow creator. Please welcome our dear friend, Donnie, Donnie Boyby. Oh, yeah. I want the applause. Let's go, Donnie. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Uh, all right, so so send me some Venezuelan rum, or tell me which Venezuelan rum is. Um, I'm uh, now I'm really stoked <laughs> to try and try something out. So yes, yeah, so, but you gotta tell me what I get my hands on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Santa Teresa brand, but Diplomatico is also. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm, those so words mean nothing. To I'm gonna need like. <laughs> I will a prompter for that one. Man. I will send you definitely the links so you can actually. Well, I will have it. to send you a bottle up to the farm in there so you can drink it while it gets Even cold better. here. You know, December coming on. <laughs> it's a perfect time for for a cup of rum. Um, Donny, dude, so nice having you back. We were talking about oh, your dude. magnificent beer still remains. <laughs> so I'm happy I'm for trying that. Trying to keep up with you, yeah, dude. You know, when 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 you see somebody else who has a beard that looks that good, Fonzie, you know, you just were like, man, I hope I look that good wearing a beard. So, <laughs> but my wife always tells me I can't change it, shave it off because she's scared of what's underneath this. So so we just keep it. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen these videos where, you know, the dads have like this massive beer for like the kids are like yes. five and then they completely shave and the kid walks in like 
do not recognize him, start crying, yeah. going crazy. Yeah. So that's probably, you know what, you've experienced <laughs> if you decide yeah, to yeah, shave no, that off. My favorite one, like the dad shaves and he's got a towel over his face and the little girl's, you know, he drops a towel, little girl's like runs away because she has no idea who he is. She's better. Yeah. Like, who's this guy? Yeah. I think my, my question is, how do I do, you know, to manage the whites that are coming out here to make them look even like yours. You know, is, it, is it also Dude, false I, of entrepreneurship? I, I, like, what costs that right there? <laughs> well, the gray hairs are because of entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, but I originally started, I was getting two, like, gray streaks right now. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be two grays and then a dark in the center. And then I woke up one morning and it all went <laughs> Great. So, so I just run with it. I just run with it. Cool, cool. I just needed some advice. I just got, I got like two in here, three that every time I look at them, I'm like, wow. Don't I'm, pull them because they'll they'll multiplicate. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I think that's like breeding for them is yanking one out because they're going to come back in three or four. Yeah, uh, mini, they're like Hydra. Mini, you mini call hydras. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mini <white> hydras. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Danny, every time we we chat, we we reconnected a, a a few weeks ago, I think, and uh, it's it's always a pleasure, man. And uh, you know, I see you in platforms like like LinkedIn, you know, specifically. Obviously, you know, on the on the content side of things, you help a lot of B two B people. You obviously do physical events, which it's a feat on it, on its own. So we can we can chat a little bit about that because a lot of people that listen to us they might they might want to put it something like that. So they might want to know that. But um, you know, there just this morning, for example, I was returning a ton of messages on my LinkedIn. Right, like that's one of probably the inboxes that I you know neglected the most in a sense, which probably I shouldn't. And you probably tell me a few reasons of why not. <laughs> but uh, you know, I probably returned about a hundred messages. 95% of those were cold pitches, right? And uh, and I think that's mm. one of the things that uh, keep people away from that platform in a sense of uh, around engaging, right? It, it might seem as a very fake platform for some, um, but I'm curious, right? Like you move a lot in LinkedIn, right? You have quite a, mm -hmm. uh, an incredible follower in there and, and uh, your networking skills there that's where you you're, live you're actually considered a top entrepreneurship voice yeah you know that's a tag <laughs> that linkedin that. gives Look you that. yeah that's pretty impressive right, right? so well, um yeah go, go ahead I, I, i'm curious about yeah, your thoughts say, on the platform well, yeah for sure well this year um i decided linkedin was going to be my platform so i really didn't get proactive on it until january of this year i was like mm. all right I was on doing all the social medias, you know, and truthfully kind of half-assing it all because I was trying to do all those social media. So I was on TikTok, I was doing Instagram, doing Facebook, trying to do LinkedIn, and none of it was really working. And I kept hearing all these people saying how much business they were getting off of social media. And I'm like, well, the reason mine can't be working is because I'm trying to do all the freaking platforms. Yeah. So I said, screw it. Let's do LinkedIn. Let's go all in and see what it looked like. So I started in January committing to putting on a post every day, Monday through Friday, and then spending an hour a day commenting and engaging on people's stuff. So all in, my LinkedIn is really about an hour a day. But I run two monitors, right? So it stays up all day long. So I can reply and engage and, and to any comments and things that come through. Mm. Since January, doing that methodology, I've gained 10,000 followers wow. and $250,000 to the bottom line revenue that we can trust straight back to LinkedIn. Um, and, and what I've found is, yes, there's a lot of the spammy DMing cold pitching, but the bigger my following gets, the more that goes away. Like, I don't get it to the level that I did when I wasn't proactive on the platform. Mm. 
So, so I still get them. Uh, I get a ton of right now of Asian women saying, Hey, could we be friends? Right. <laughs> <laughs> more and more. <laughs> yeah, like, what's your phone number? So But, I can send you some surprises. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, let me give you my uh, debit card number too while I'm at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's it's been a really cool platform. I, I, I like it personally for two reasons. One, everybody's ready to get into a business conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not like on Facebook or Instagram or anything where you've got to nurture along before you get into a business conversation. You know, everybody already kind of expects the question, what do you do for a living? Because um, it's already on display. Yeah. So so that helps a lot in, in the speed at which you can bring on clients and talk to people. But I also like it because there's an etiquette, if you will, Like on Facebook, you get to listen to people talking about their breakfast and, you know, what they're having for dinner. On Instagram, you got to get past all the dudes flexing and the chicks and the bikinis and all that. Which amazing to look at. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but for me, social media is all about business. Yeah. So I just like that the, the content on the platform is not what somebody had from business or for breakfast. It's there's an educational component almost to every post out there. Yeah. Good and bad, but you're learning while you're networking. Man, Donny, I want to highlight that your commitment to first consistency, right? And then uh, and then being in the platform, right? A lot of the people that we have conversations with every single day, it's like, well, you know, how much time maybe, are you a consumer of content, right? Uh, do you engage? Do you have conversations? And most people, or at least the trend that we've seen is uh, they really want to delegate that to somebody else in a sense, or they don't want to be yeah. in the platform or they haven't been enough in the platforms, right? Like I think I consider myself a content consumer, like in general, you know, I love that fact. I remember thinking way back in the day, I was like, oh, how cool would it be to make a living out of watching stuff or content, right? In a, in a, in a sense. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, you, we do that, we produce stuff. We, we have, we, I think like it comes natural to us in a sense, but a lot of people don't have that. And you say you have those, you know, to the tactical of having two monitors, one running LinkedIn the entire day, right? And uh, you being aware of that. So my personal concern, I think, to that is, you know, how do you manage being distracted from your own tasks, right? Or, or going into a rabbit hole of consumption or going into something like this. Like, how do you manage that logistical part of it? I'm not really that big into consumption. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I had to do, and it was really this year, was to stop consuming almost altogether. So I don't read books anymore. I'm not listening to podcasts. Um, I'm not watching YouTube videos. And the reason being is my company is still in growth phase, right? Yeah. We're not hitting scale yet. We're still growing. We're still building. And what I found is the more I consumed, the more shiny object syndrome came. Because unintentionally, I'd read a book, and then all of a sudden that was like, oh my God, that's the answer. That's the thing I've been looking for. And then we'd go six months in that direction, And then I turn around, look back, and our company hasn't moved forward because we're still doing the stupid other thing over here versus coming back to the basics yeah. of blocking and tackling. Hmm. Yeah. So I turn off consumption. So what I do to engage on the platform, and this is a fun hack that any of your listeners can use, I have a sheet with literally 40 to 45 names on it. If you go to like somebody's profile and you click on their profile, and you scroll down, you'll see a section that has post uh, articles and the like. If you click on post, and you then click see all post, okay, that's going to take you to their page with all their post. If you grab that URL to right there, I have a Google Doc where I'll put a person's name, and I'll just drop the link right next to it. 
So I have these 40 to 45 people that I'm going to go engage with every day, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have to consume, if you will. I'm going to look for very specific content that I can engage on. So I break the list down. Like I have 10 super influencers, right? Like people that just have these monster followings, but they're, they're not like Gary V type people. These are people that have built their influence because of LinkedIn. Like yeah. somebody like Aaliyah Turner is on that list. Yeah. Uh, someone like Liam Darmody is on that list. So these are not names that are like household names, but they've really dominated on the platform. Yeah. Right. Then I'll have a list of 10 people that are trying to grow a following. Like you see them show up regularly and, you, and I've only found these people through looking through other people's content and then i've got a 10 people that i'm fascinated with like i I want to learn from them because the content they're putting out is very educational in nature but i don't think will derail me and then i just got 10 random people that i just find and so what i'll do is i can before i post i can go comment engage on 20 of these posts yeah it's not like i'm doom scrolling linkedin i'm going straight to these links and commenting then i post and then I hit my next 20. And in that hour, I've done the engagement, grown my following, and I can watch the number mm-hmm. of followers I gain. I can watch the number of people that uh, are into the comments. And I can comment. And because of this rhythm, I don't really get derailed off of anything I'm doing because I'm not going out and consuming. Yeah. I'm really controlling how I'm doing it, if that makes any yeah. sort of sense. I really like the, the framework and kind of like those blockers that you put to stay mm. focused. I think that's definitely something that uh, really challenges people. We, we actually joked about that the other day, which was, you know, randomly during the day, you're like, oh, I got to find this person's contact or whatever. I'm going to look them up on Facebook real quick. And you type facebook.com. <laughs> and as soon as that homepage hits, you forget totally. what you were looking for. Yep. Like oh, 30 right. minutes later, you're like, oh my gosh. What am I doing here? Stay what did I came, what did I came to look for? And you totally forget and you go back and you're like, oh, I came to and we were like, we need to create a product, you know, the social media blockers three thousand. <laughs> Literally a, a, a paper that you just put on top of your screen with the 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 navigation bar open and you just type Facebook.com and you cannot see anything. Cause it is, it is, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's built for that. The platforms are, are built for that. So I really right. like that. And it also reminds me of something I heard of a while back, the way you kind of like set up your, um, you know, the people that you interact with, you know, regardless of whatever people think about Ty Lopez, I heard him saying once that you should kind of like the rule of 33%. And I might be, I might be butchering this a little bit, but he said 33% of the people that you should interact with should be kind of like above your level. You know, you seeking mentorship, learning from them. 33% should be at your level, right? So you can kind of like mastermind with them and talk and grow together. And then the, the last 33% should be people that you are mentoring, right? People that are kind of like on the growth stage. So I, I kind of like notice a little bit of that. Obviously, I feel like your mindset is mostly on who has audiences, who's going to grow audiences, right? Like do our audiences yeah. overlap in a way that I can leverage that, which in a way it relates to a concept that we've talked about here, which is the the value of the ladder of influence, right? Which is kind of like how we base in a way the people that we bring on to the podcast, right? You got like those level A influencers that if you manage to tap into their audience, it's going to be huge for you, right? Because obviously you're going to hopefully get a lot of people to follow you back and, you know, start paying attention to you. So I, I, I really, yeah. I really like that. 
Thanks, dude. Um, uh, one, I stole the idea. I didn't know this was a Ty Lopez thing, and I don't know much about Ty, but yep. there was a guy on Twitter that put out this thing. He's like, here's how you grow your Twitter following, and he kind of broke down that kind of system. And I'm like, mm. oh, that makes sense, but I don't want to do Twitter. Let me do it for LinkedIn, and yep. that's where you know I dialed it in for there. Um, but the, the danger of commenting on super influencers like your Gary V's and maybe Ty Lopez, I don't know enough about him, um, uh, or like your Joe Rogan, anything like that, is the amount of no- notifications you're fixing to get. Yep. So, like, if I drop a comment on Gary V, my notification feed's going to fill up with so and so just commented, so and so just commented, so and so, and it's all on there. Now that creates a distraction to my rhythm. Yep. Right. So, what I've learned to do is if I do comment on like a Leah Turner post, which she's got like 160,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is just monster for LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, then. Uh, I will make sure she's the last one that I'm going to comment on for a while so I can comment and then I can walk away from LinkedIn because I know the next 10 to 20 notifications that I'm going to get are yeah. just going to be other people commenting on her post. Yeah. I so, can, it can be super uh, over, overwhelming, right? Oh, I re- I'm sure. I remember having yeah. a conversation with uh, Steph, one of, one of our studio clients here, and uh, she went on a fishing trip. And uh, she was telling me about like this location that she got into. And I was asking about like the business itself, like who did it. And it turns out that it's this guy that used to do it as a part-time in uh, on weekends, right? He has his day job and then he would take people fishing in, uh, was it Louisiana or yeah. So mm-hmm. then this YouTuber came in and recorded his experience and had a massive following, right? And posted about the experience. And all of a sudden he's booked for like three years down the road. He quit his full-time job and now he's doing this. And, yep. uh, you know, at the top level, you know, it's like, oh, this is great. Like he was able to do his own business. But what's curious is that Steph was telling me about like how unhappy she like perceived this guy to be, right? He was like kind of going through the emotions, not really enjoying the experience, right? And he, and he thought like he was kind of forced to do this because of the following and maybe the need to to have a, a revenue stream or owning his business. But he didn't seem like he was actually enjoying, you know, the, the, the job. Like he was taking a toll on him, right? And we were talking about the cost right. of, you know, virality in a sense and obviously that's a very extreme thing but even for social right like uh or 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 leads you know we just this morning with those messages right a ton of them were like hey are you interested in more leads are you interested in more if you get to uh, you want to get six clients you know tomorrow without them knowing what type of businesses do do i own in a sense right we have a service based business so you know there's some resources that need to be assigned when a client comes in right so there's a speed of growth in a sense on that side with with social is very similar what you just said it's let's say you have an influx of comments do you have the time capacity to actually get back at it and pay attention to some of them and pour a hundred percent of you into the answers that you're going to do so i think your point is so valuable right and um we have to start looking at the consequences of maybe going viral with some of this and are we prepared as a business to like even from a very basic like comment and answering and responses to leads to then business right can we handle that influx of it um, and I think it's a, a super interesting. How do well, you how do you manage that? Well, so you know, uh, I was trying to do TikTok for a little while, and um, I did have one video go hit like a hundred thousand followers. Was and it the one where you were like you, dancing and stuff? That one? <laughs> yeah. No, you'll never see one of me dancing. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I I am a country white dude. Um, I can't even line dance. So so, um, but. The video was me talking about veterans and a stance I have on veterans, and yeah. it went 
bananas with the comments. And I can be honest with you, I could not keep up with the comments. It was just impossible. Yeah. yeah. The beauty that I like about uh, LinkedIn, because I've got this thing in my head that I'm wired that I had to reply to every comment, right? That's just, yeah. you know, um, I've, I've, I've geeked out when somebody like a Gary V has replied to one of my comments. I'm like, oh, shit, Gary just fucking replied, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so the one thing I like about LinkedIn is even the top influencers don't get an abundance of a comments. So there's not a lot that if you do take off, that, yeah. I mean, I've had some pretty cool posts, yeah. but nothing to an overwhelming standpoint. And I reached out to another kind of influencer friend of mine, Ariel Lee, who's fascinating to watch on LinkedIn. She's an Edward Jones financial advisor mm. and has 60,000 mm. followers on LinkedIn yeah. um, because she just does really, really well. Um, so with you know, thinking about all, a couple of posts I had, I reached out to Ariel and I said, Ariel, how the hell do I keep up with all these comments? And she gave me the smartest stupid hack in the world is you just go to LinkedIn and you put in, in your post and you just change it because it always shows the most relevant comments to your post. You change it to the most recent and that's going to pull up any po- any comment you haven't commented on. So what I do now is I'll go back to a post two days ago, just change it to recent to make sure I haven't missed any comments. Yeah. Um, but I also keep a cheat sheet of comments to my side that I can copy and paste and tweak so I'm yeah. not having to always think through every response. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times people comment the similar type stuff. Oh, this is a really great post. Which is like the dumbest comment on the face of the earth, right? <laughs> because what am I supposed to say other than thank you? Right? Yeah. I can't engage back with you. Um, so, but there's there's some commonality in a lot of the comments that you can. Yeah. You don't want to just copy and paste your response. Yeah. But, but it gives you a framework to start with. Yeah, I like that so framework. That's helped me a lot. Yeah, it it, it is valuable resource, right? Your energy, your attention, your ba- your mental bandwidth, and yeah. having to come up with for the comments that deserve it, right? To like comment something back of value and kind of like establish a conversation is mental bandwidth that, you know, you might need that day for something else later on. So I like the fact that you have that resource next to you. I'm curious because obviously you have your your podcast, right? You do a lot of episodes. You have a lot of conversations with people. And I can see here in your LinkedIn, you have some multi-purpose content from your podcast, right? Clips from conversations. Obviously you have some longer form text in there and I'm curious because after spending a year posting consistently right every single I mean five days a week that is and I I did a little bit of math in there that's about 200 you said how much was your bottom line like 250 yeah that's yeah 250k 250k so that's pretty much about a thousand bucks an hour that you're making by you know spending an hour nice. a day on on I linkedin like that math yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty good right, right. and i'm just curious because there's a lot of testing right there's a lot of things that you might see what's working mm-hmm. what is not uh so why don't we share what type of content has been working better for you and also what topics and did you started very niche do you broaden up a little bit your your, um, you know, your topics that you were talking about. How do you go about finding all that? So, and what's fun for me about talking about this is I'm not a LinkedIn guy, right? You know, so this is what's really fun. I mean, I love being yeah. on LinkedIn. I love the platform, yeah. you know, but it's not my main business focus. But to answer your question, um, Richard 
Van Der Bloom, so it's V-A-N-D-E-R-B-L-U-M, is probably the smartest mind on LinkedIn. This guy literally studies the LinkedIn algorithm nonstop. Mm. And so he is constantly putting out different things that he's trying, studying, doing, um, and information behind it. It's been a lot of fun for the last year to follow his content, and he's taught me quite a bit about LinkedIn itself. So what I will tell you is right now, as we're having this conversation, the thing that's working the most is personal posts with pictures. Hmm. So like last week, I put a post out where my parents had two dogs on their farm have babies. So they have 11 puppies on the ground. And at one point, we had all 11 puppies in this freaking mound of, of puppies, right? Mwah. And I put a post out there. Yeah. But every one of my posts is still going to lead to a business conversation. So it's not going to be just about the puppies. Yeah. Um, but any post where a selfie or a picture is attached to it, and the picture matches the content is working really real right now um, because it's a scroll stopper, as they call it. Um, as people are, you know, doom scrolling on their screen, a picture often grabs attention. Mm. Um, the second type of post that used to be lead dog was carousel post. It's now a second or third for me. And I actually haven't put a carousel post out in a while. And that mm. carousel post is just where you uploaded a multi-page document to LinkedIn and it creates like a flipbook style thing on there. So the with the carousels type of post, you have to have a really solid, genuine hook. So not like a marketing hook, yeah. but you got to have a reason for people to want to go read the carousel. Yeah. Video has been my worst performing hmm. um, content for me. Um, well, I'll do it every once in a while, just a test, and it continues to be my worst. And I think it's because I don't put out much video content. I think if I put out a lot of video content, it would be more proactive for me. Um, but the most successful thing on our company page right now is highlighting our clients. Mm -hmm. So if we put out a post and we tag our clients and we brag about them and some of the things we're doing, those tend to work really well on the company pages. And by the way, company pages are coming back strong. Um, awesome. We're seeing a lot more activity on there. Um, and the company pages are the best place to promote an event uh, and use the LinkedIn registration page. So if you're going to do an event, uh, you allow LinkedIn to do the registration page. And then you'll collect anybody who signs up for the event they can opt in or opt out for you contacting and follow them up with. So it's a cool way to build an email list is to put events out on LinkedIn and get a bunch of people awesome. registered to attend. You hope they all show up, but you know, only if a hundred people register, probably 20 are going to show up. Right. Mm. But you get the contact information for all hundred of those. And it'll tell you when you download the spreadsheet, whether you can email them or, or call them. So that, that's been really cool. As that's well. awesome. Yeah. I, I love how the gap is being bridged, right? Because a lot of the conversations that we've had is, you know, you have this ecosystem in whatever social platform, right? And then you have to like move them into your own funnels or your own pages, right? To collect that information. Yep. And, and I love that, you know, like Facebook sucks when it comes to pages and everything. It's so hard to do Facebook that way. Yeah. And then, yep. you know, you get banned for ads and different things, uh, depending on like what your messaging is like, it, it, it's very interesting. But like you said at the beginning, right? Like you, you chose LinkedIn because there's less friction for the business conversation at the end of the day, right? Yep. For the business conversation, <laughs> for the business to thrive, we have to have business conversations. So I love how 
and this is like totally new because like LinkedIn has been like a safety net platform for me in a sense. Like we, we just post the same thing that we have on other platforms. Personally, we've connected a lot more in Instagram and Facebook and we're, this mm-hmm. is why we're having these conversations, right? Can we revisit for 2024? And I love that you've laid out a, a very simple framework in a sense to execute. Not, not easy, right? Like you, you can, it's laid out, but to the consistency is what's, is what's going to do it. And I love, well, let me d- let me tell you about Leah Turner really quick. I don't mean to jump in on you, but but I think it's an important point. So yeah. I watched Leah go from about 900 followers to 160,000 followers in about a year. Wow. Um, now, uh, Leah is probably one of the most authentic people in the world, the way she shows up. The most fascinating thing is when she hit that following, she wasn't on Twitter. She wasn't on Instagram. She wasn't on any other platforms. She is now. Yeah. Right. But what she did is once she got to that 160,000 on LinkedIn, she just made a post. She goes, hey, I'm going to go give Twitter a try. And what happened? Droves of people just followed her straight to Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So I would tell you guys, I wouldn't worry about LinkedIn so much if Instagram and Facebook are working for you. I would go get influencer status on that platform, stay there, double down, go all in on that. And then when you get a massive following for the platform, which for LinkedIn, a lot of huge followers you know on i mean on instagram you better have hundreds of thousands you know millions of followers to be like influencer status on linkedin you can be about fifty thousand followers and be influencer status at this point yeah right so wait till you get influencer status and then come play over in this other playground because otherwise you'll still half-ass it yeah that's been my experience i hear Here's my where my curiosity is picked, right? Um, so a little background, obviously, like this this year we acquired this podcasting studio. So like the local play has been very significant the last like three to, three like months with like people coming into here. We have like leadership of companies coming and recording internal podcasts for their stuff. Like uh, and uh, it's been it's been interesting to start having those like local conversations with like leaders in our, in our city, right? In the past, like the last four years, we've connected with incredible people all over. I guess the world in a sense, right? Uh, but here's the everybody that we connected with, they're in our industry in a sense, so they know the stuff. So here's an example. This guy, he owned a comedy club. He's part of a bunch of boards here in Jacksonville, different companies, and uh, he's part of the board in the Chambers of Commerce, right? And he was just waiting to be interviewed by one of the people that come here here in the studios, and we started talking podcasting and content in a sense. The immediate response from him was like, hey, I need you to come and talk to the Chamber about this stuff. Like, there's a lot of misinformation and, and miscommunication, and they, they don't know, right? So to me, that seems like a really interesting opportunity, right? Because not only for the studio but maybe for the fractional teams in their companies right and uh, I guess they're a little bit further away from like the current messaging that we have but it's also a massive opportunity for to provide value and uh, so it's been an interesting experiment to, to have those conversations here in the studio with like what's happening at the ground level with companies here right because our belief is like every company needs to uh, have their have control of their marketing messaging and uh, maybe even Agreed. their production right like you take charging yours right with with your messaging and your commitment to content and I think a lot of people are missing the mark right so to me it's like okay where do I actually connect with those right and uh, to me like it, it goes back to LinkedIn like you said and, and this is why I was so excited to have this conversation because it opens the door right so there, there's you know, on our content, I guess, strategy, and this is something that we're probably going to talk be- before the end of the year, 
we have the, you know, the podcast content that it could be like very wide in a sense in the content world. And that's promoting the podcast as a product. And then the podcast develops some relationships in a sense, but we haven't really sat down and be like, you know, we're actually going to sit down and write a thing or a post or, or a LinkedIn or a blog post about the five benefits of podcasting, but for B2B, for example, right. Uh, that specifically, we haven't really dove into it uh, apart from having this show. So I'm excited about the opportunities. Well, I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do just one post, and I'm sure this is not what you're saying, but I would yeah, consider yeah. what's the overall campaign. Exactly. Right? Like how how do we take this message consistently to the yep. marketplace? Um, because people don't still don't understand the power of networking, and for me, or power of podcasting. Uh, podcasting for me has nothing to do about getting my voice and name brand and everything out there for me it's all about the networking yeah um and just the cool people that i've met because of podcasting yeah. and the opportunities those conversations have afforded me that i wouldn't have otherwise gotten into i mean i've keynote spoke at conferences because i was a guest on somebody's podcast you know um i've i've done some really cool private you know getaway retreat type thing mm. where i was one of the speakers because i was on somebody's podcast right you know so there's some really really cool opportunities but i think most people when you look at them on a social platform when they're talking about podcasting they're just trying to convince people to start a podcast I think if you guys really come at it from the perspective of this is how you get a give a voice to your business, a voice to your idea, it starts changing the dynamics of what you're talking about um, and it gets you out of that. Let's convince them to start a podcast yeah. to let's help you get a voice for your business. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love I'm, that. I'm going to backtrack here a little bit. I had a question that has been, you know, scratching my my mind or something like that i don't know what the scratching your mind <laughs> i don't know what the the saying is but you know i want to know how you itch that but you know exactly i i itch it by by potentially asking the question you know if my brother allows me over here geez jesus <laughs> christ but you know last time we spoke i remember you had a facebook community and you were fairly i feel like mm -hmm. most of your time was being invested yep. into facebook so like you mentioned before I feel like you were spreading yourself too thin. You realized that, decided to go all yep. in on LinkedIn. Great decision. Obviously, it has paid off. I'm curious, though, because Facebook has that element of the community with the Facebook groups, and I know you were very active inside of yep. your Facebook very. group. Yep. What happened? First of all, that's an asset. So what happened to that asset? Did you you know, let people know that you're going to move on? Are you still kind of like keeping up with that in some sort of way? Um, and what is your view on having those sort of communities, right? Because I know right now newsletters are popping up, right? Newsletters inside of LinkedIn are fairly big as well. So would you rather, you know, move your focus completely or you're still kind of like, you know, maintenance mode for this Facebook group that you used to have? So the Facebook group is still there. Um, it's it's. I like the the phrase maintenance mode. I'll drop a post in there every once in a while. I'll prove people in there, but but we are doing nothing on Facebook. Um, yeah. We might promote an event every once in a while, but I came to the realization that there are Facebook entrepreneurs and then there's LinkedIn entrepreneurs, and they are two different damn people. Mm -hmm. um, I we were finding that more of your entrepreneurs that were hanging out on Facebook. Um, which is more of our target audience, um, your B2B service-based businesses. Um, and more of the people that were hanging on Facebook were broke. 
Um, the people that were on LinkedIn, um, they had money. And there's even been some studies showing that the average income of people on LinkedIn versus Facebook and Instagram. I mean, there's a huge, I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. there's a significant difference in personal income uh, uh, from people on LinkedIn versus a Facebook or Instagram. So um, I was watching because I was dabbling on LinkedIn towards, uh, well, since 2020, really, when COVID and all that stuff hit, you know, I was doing a lot more on LinkedIn, um, but didn't, like I said, didn't really take it serious till January. Um, but I was watching friends that were all in on LinkedIn and how much traction they were getting in their business. And then I was comparing that to what I was getting on Facebook and they were just dominating. Yeah. And I felt like we were treading water on Facebook because uh, Facebook made an announcement at one point that they were going to move all groups to paid groups. Like, you know, uh, yeah. that you could make money because of a Facebook group. And I mean, as soon as Facebook puts money to it, if you don't, you're going to get squashed. Yeah. So I moved all of our private groups off of Facebook altogether. Um, and we went out and we purchased Circle, which mm. is a membership community thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we moved all of our private groups in Circle. Um, because I wanted to control the platform versus having Facebook control our fate. Yeah. Um, and at that same point um, of doing that, um, we started really looking at, okay, if we're going to pull that off of Facebook, where else are we going to go? And that's when we, I made the call to awesome. start doing LinkedIn this year. Nice. LinkedIn groups still suck. They're not getting any traction. The, the newsletters are doing okay when they first came out. Yeah. Uh, the newsletters were, were amazing. Now they're a little bit slow. Um, but I do like the fact that that's the only thing on LinkedIn that goes off the platform. So if you do produce a newsletter, it actually, if people signed up to join it, whatever email they have signed up for their LinkedIn account, they will get emailed that newsletter. Okay. So I like that portion of it yeah. because it's an off platform touch point. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you can uh, yeah, collect that email right on your CRM or whatnot. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, so that's, that's, pretty powerful but yeah. you know like anything for that for that newsletter to work man it's got to be consistent as hell yeah, yeah. absolutely um, absolutely yeah. and i think like you mentioned right like picking a channel right picking a, a medium right like linkedin facebook go all in on that but then within that medium then you have different channels if you say right you got linkedin live you got the newsletter and whatnot i like what you've been doing it seems like you've been kind of like testing different modalities of you know content and you found you found your winners and you're sticking with those being consistent on the long run which yeah. again lesson number one for anybody listening is that commitment and it's a long-term game right if you're going to do any sort of content at the end of the day it's long term yeah it- well and probably one of our fascinating you're right one of our quick real fascinating things that we're playing with right now is the live streams so mm-hmm. we have uh, uh, StreamYard, and so every Monday we're going live on about thirty. Yeah. There's four of us, um, and we always have a guest, and we broadcast that out to multiple different channels. Uh, yeah. That's been pretty fascinating to play with. LinkedIn by far is dominating all of our live channels. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I guess uh, maybe content profit might have to go be streamed live. On LinkedIn as well, maybe. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, Danny, as we uh, as we wrap up, I have I have a couple questions for you. Is one, it, you know, what was your expectation when starting this strategy? Right, a lot of people that that we have conversations with, they might have an expectation that uh, might be a little 
crazy to say the least <laughs> and uh and then they get very discouraged <laughs> right as as they move forward um and then what is your strategy the same for next year yeah so the the biggest thing i wanted to find out is could we could we actually predict revenue from a platform could we mm. show up put out enough content that we could actually track back to revenue which we f- I don't, I don't want to say we figured it out, but we know how to track the revenue from it, right? I can't say, hey, you put out this post and it's going to get you X amount of dollars, right? I don't think anybody can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we've de- definitely seen where we could consistently put out content, do events, do the different things, and track it back to revenue. Uh, moving forward, um, it's, it's, it's for me, um, I, I look at it this way. Tony Robbins has 101 companies that are tuned to $7 billion dollars. And if you ask most people to name one of his companies, nobody can name one of his companies, mm-hmm. right? Tony has one main job in this world, and his job is to be the face of Tony Robbins. So, so, and to keep as many people coming in and filling in his 101 companies. So, for yeah. me, that's my primary focus: is how can I keep our message? How can I keep our brand? How can we get keep the name Donnie Bovine out there in public enough? So that we can continue to support all of our clients, continue to build our cool community of B2B, you know, service-based professionals. How do we continue to build that world? So um, I'm constantly building the company right now. So my biggest primary job is to be the face out front and the team picks up all the pieces behind the scenes um, as much as possible. So so that's that's our overall aim with everything we do. That's awesome. I love it. Um, what would you recommend, you know, people – as an action point, you know, as they, as they gear up for next year and they want to tackle, you know, a social platform or content in general, right? Like, how, you know, turning that content into profit. Probably one of the smartest things anybody ever taught me was you should take and write down every significant moment that's ever happened in your life, good or bad. And next to each one of those significant moments, write the lesson you've learned from it. Um, If you're going to choose a platform like LinkedIn, take every one of those stories and teach it, right, from the perspective and put a business spin on it. Yeah. So so some of my best posts have been out there have been uh, the one post I did where we were year two doing the Badass Business Summit. And while the summit was going, I was $40,000 in debt. Um, The hotel was asking for a check that I could not cover. Um, at that point. And I was, you know, here I am trying to support as many small business entrepreneurs and everything else. And I remember I walked off stage and, and walked around to the backside and I, and a friend of mine, Dr. Stevie Don Carter happened to be there and I dropped my knees in tears because mm-hmm. the stress and everything Pressure. just yeah. fucking nuked me. Right. And, and, you know, I've shared that story out there because now we're, but going on year five of the Badass Business Summit, we started doing champion summits. And now Stevie runs the Badass Business Summit for me. She's also travels around the U.S. doing the champion summits with me. Um, and so she's been a key pivotal, pivotal moment. But me being able to share that moment of my business to others, giving them kind of, hey, we know it sucks. You're not doing this crap alone. Nobody has the freaking easy button you know really gets people to lean into your content um and allows you to be seen as a normal as the instagram side of things where everything's sunshine and rainbows and everything's you know amazing all the time for people um i like showing the 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 more the dark side of business and the real side of business yeah so, absolutely. but the whole point of that is it is those lessons that you can teach other people 
will build your content for you and allow you to find your voice out there on a platform because it's your stuff. It's your knowledge and people want to hear your words. Um, Great phrase. I don't know who said it originally. It's not mine is people want to learn from your scars, not your gaping wounds. So Mm. teach the things that you've actually learned and gone through not the things that you're currently facing that are kicking your ass. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that. That's a pretty cool framework. I have actually something I want to add to my personal list. Last night, you know, I was targeted by my brother, his <laughs> wife, and my girlfriend on game night, you know? De- so no, I'm, no, definitely, I'm definitely de- going to make a post on how de- that definitely not made me. me stronger. You know, sometimes you're going to become the target when people perceive you as the lion, you know, as a top dog that is about to take it all. They're just going to go against you, but it's okay. You just got to, you know, endure these hardships. So I appreciate it. I appreciate that, Donnie. I want to clear the record. I did not gang <laughs> up on anybody yesterday. I did beat him at poker two nights ago, and then I also beat him yesterday, but I did not target him. It was a, it was a, a group effort coordinated by my wife and, and your girlfriend. But <laughs> so, 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 Louis, you should then write a post about this is what it looks like to be in a victim state of mind when you think people gang up on you in a game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Gosh, that's so good. Tony, <laughs> man, as always, is amazing to have these conversations with you. Thank you so much for sharing, you know, your your lessons and uh, and what you've learned in the platform. Um, I I'm definitely motivated to to create a framework similar to yours in the, the platform that you know we see fit for us today. But I think like apart from just LinkedIn, you just uh, open the eyes for a lot of people in whatever platform they want to go into, right? At the end of the day, like we're very big fans of, of frameworks and execution and consistency. And uh, it's so awesome to see that it, it yield these incredible results for you and your company. So super excited to to see what's coming for you next year and uh, and your company continue to grow, man. I appreciate that. And and guys, if you're still listening to us, you're still hanging out with us, do these guys a favor and take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and watching this and share this out on social media, whether it's this episode or any of their other episodes. Tag me in if if I'm there, man. I will find it and come comment, but it's a hell of a way to say you appreciate, you know, what's coming out of these guys' studio. And it also lets them know that this is the kind of content you consistently want to hear for them. So it helps them bring in better guests, better content series. So it's a cool way to show appreciation. Absolutely. You're like uh, the, you're like the Liam Neeson of social media, right? But rather than go in and, you know, get people in trouble, you're like, I will find you and I will comment on your post. But, you know, you for uh, for people here that, that are listening, man, Donnie, you just share some uh, what we call hashtag golden boulders, you know? They're like golden nuggets just way, way bigger. You know, you talk, first of all, this keeps on the, uh, it goes with the theme of poker. You know, you're like, go all in into one platform, which you did, right? LinkedIn for you. You kind of share your $1,000 per hour LinkedIn framework that, you know, you, you can use that, Donnie. You can use that if you want. Uh, you know, you also share what type of content is working. And I love that caveat that you said. It's like, hey, look, I'm not an expert, but this is what was working for, for me based on repetition, right? That data. And of course, that difference between Facebook and LinkedIn entrepreneurs, which is huge on how you made that decision to, you know, put your focus into one place. And you ended up with that that little golden nugget on the framework on how to create content based on your stories and the lessons, which was absolutely amazing. So Donnie, thank you so much. 
Oh, my honor, guys. My honor. This is always fun to hang out with you two. You know, I don't know what I'm gonna ha- what, what's going to happen when you shave that beard off. So I'm gonna be like <laughs> looking at a different person. But I'll send you a picture like you right now. You're like imposter. <laughs> I'll imposter. send you a picture in uh, in like a week, actually, week and a half, because my girlfriend's family they right. own a donut shop. They're about to open their fifth one. And I'm going to have to, you know, get down and dirty in there, make some, <laughs> make some donuts. And, you know, code doesn't allow you to have a, a, beard. a beard. So we'll see. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Sweet. Guys, <laughs> with awesome. that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Grantings Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Co. That is Randy Donnie here. Help you make a decision and go all in in a single platform. Please, please don't forget to share this episode. Give him a follow or he will find you. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. See ya. (laughs) Bye, guys.